Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to SaskAg Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan. Wants to buy your seed? Visit MilliganBio.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today in the first of what will be a series profiling this year's Saskatchewan Agricultural Hall of Fame inductees, we'll hear from Les Johnston, a longtime 4-H supporter and beef competition judge. Where do you get your agricultural information? The Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture got feedback at last week's crop production show in Saskatoon. And Sask Tips is needing help solving three December cases, wildlife shot and left to waste. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This is Sask Ag Today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director, Ryan Young. Saskag today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection, and Farm Fresh Water. Fix your water problems. Visit farmfreshwater.ca. A man who dedicated his life to the livestock industry says it was all worthwhile. Les Johnston is one of six individuals being inducted into the Saskatchewan Agricultural Hall of Fame, announced Tuesday at the Western Canadian Crop Production Show in Saskatoon. Among many accomplishments, Johnston helped establish the Saskatchewan 4-H alumni at the University of Saskatchewan and served as its first vice chair. He supported Saskatchewan 4-H for more than 30 years as a club leader, public speaker and educator, and a sought-after cattle show judge. His goal in 4-H was to help the next generation. If any industry is going to uh, survive, they need youth to come from the bottom. I mean, if you, don't, if you don't regenerate anything, you'll have nothing. So I looked at it on the greedy side. I looked at it, they could be my future, future customers. On the good side, I looked at it, it was a future Saskatchewan because it is our youth. My work was extensively in the beef side of 4-H. My family roots, my mother was really big in the home, in the crafts and things like that. She was uh, all over the province judging and, and instructing. But I felt that uh, we needed to help the beef side and so uh, it was my way to give back to my industry and, uh, and what better way to do it with a bunch of young kids that uh, just, just love to have fun and learn. Johnston has been a judge at a number of regional 4-H and youth shows. He tells a story of a time when he judged a YCS show in Melville. I got there and I was supposed to judge salesmanship. And so these kids, they're primed. I mean, it's very competitive. Uh, they were running in age from 16 to about 19, 20 years old. So the idea was they had to sell me an object, an article. 
And so one guy would drive up with his half ton. He's going to sell me his half ton. Somebody would try to sell me the local elevator. Somebody would try to sell you a, a plate or an ice cream cone. It didn't matter what they selected. So I was going to, I knew a lot of these kids from working with them for years. So I went through my closet and I dug up an old Urkel costume. Now, I don't know if you remember Urkel. And I put on polyester pants, glasses, uh, an old uh, high school sweater that was too tight. And they didn't know I was coming. And when they came around the corner and they're all serious and then they started to laugh and it was to see who could keep it together. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun with the kids, I'll tell you. He has also judged competitions at Canadian Western Agribition and Manitoba Ag Days. One of his highlights was at Prairieland Park in Saskatoon. I was asked to judge the intercollegiate uh, beef competition, and that was colleges from all over North America. So there was all regions of Canada, so we had the Quebec contestants here. Not much English, so we had to we had to judge through translators. That was a challenge. It was a it was quite a thing. Uh, it was an experience. We had the Americans come up. We had to uh, how can I say this diplomat? I have to watch. I, there's things I can say, but there's things I have to. We had to be very diplomatic with some of the uh, Americans. Uh, very competitive. They're actually schooled down there, and uh, so they come in intent thinking they were going to win and you could just rattle them if you threw them off and <laughs> and uh, they weren't you know they, they weren't quite some of them weren't as good as what they thought they were I'll put it that way the Canadian kids had a very strong showing no matter the outcome there was always someone upset with Johnston's judging you know judging it didn't matter what kind of day you had how good you did you always made somebody mad because not everyone and, and it was very competitive and a lot of people put a lot of work into it um, a lot of people base uh, a lot of their income off of their successes. So there was a lot of pressure in it. But at the end of the day, he enjoyed every minute of it. My last show when I decided to hang up judging 4-H, I was judging grandchildren of people that I had started with and I thought, God, it must be time for this guy to get out of there. And uh, uh, it was very rewarding to see those young members come back and I was able to work with them and, and uh, you know, anytime you do a lot of volunteer work, you never, you know, you go home at nights and you wonder, geez, why am I doing this? You know, there's, there's not a whole lot of pay. Usually it was coming out of your pocket, a lot of it. Very rewarding when these young members came back and they remembered their time they spent with you. Uh, nothing like them running across the grounds and yelling, hey, Les, you know, and they remembered you. And, of course, I was scrambling for names because they changed and there were so many of them. The class of 2024 will be formally inducted into the Saskatchewan Agricultural Hall of Fame at a ceremony in Saskatoon on April 13th. You're listening to Sask Ag Today. On the other side of the break, I had a chance to talk with the Crops Extension Specialist with the Ministry of Agriculture about a survey they were doing at the show about where you get your agricultural information, and I asked her a couple of other things. Keep it tuned here to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. We're back with Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the program. Access to all kinds of information is easier than ever before. And the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture wanted to know what the go-to source is for people when searching for the latest agriculture information. 
The ministry had a booth set up at last week's Western Canadian Crop Production Show in Saskatoon with a display asking what your primary source of agriculture information is. Responses were tracked by seeds put into flasks labeled with the source, whether it's social media or newspapers and magazines, for example. Ashley Kaminsky, a crops extension specialist based in Humboldt, said at the time the responses at that point were surprisingly even. We've got uh, newspaper and magazine articles, uh, your local crop input retail, your private agronomist or social media, and actually everyone seems to be putting the seeds in all of the containers and uh, personally I think I would have picked my private agronomist or retail. Perhaps we should have also put a, a container for the Ministry of Agriculture, but we wanted to have a kind of an unbiased uh, survey for people to participate in. Uh, with the results so far, uh, is it kind of surprising you at all? It is. I am surprised to see how many people are looking to social media. Um, I mean, we do know that because we do put a lot of information out on social media, but I think it's just uh, surprising to see that that's it, people really do look at it for, for take-home information to bring on the farm. So it's important for us to know that and keep, and keep pushing out information on social media for people to look at. Awesome. So uh, afterward, when this is all set and done, uh, what are you going to do with that feedback? Well, I'm going to take it back to my crop extension team and bring it up to my manager as well and just reiterate the importance of the work that we do and keep writing our articles and uh, sharing information on Facebook and Twitter. And we'll just keep doing what we're doing and get the message out there. On another note, Kaminsky provided her thoughts on this past growing season. This year is a bit of whiplash. I mean, it depends where you are farming. Um, some people got out, you know, relatively unscathed, didn't need crop insurance help at the end of the year, um, and other people were pretty devastated. So um, in my particular area, I think we did relatively well for the moisture that we received. I mean, as my dad always says, we haven't lost a crop yet in January yet, so I'm going to be optimistic. We farmers are the eternal optimistic people, so we'll just do it again, give it another shot. She was asked about possible concerns of winter kill, given how dry it was in December. Well, I mean, unless you've done a, a fall seeded crop, um, really not too much of a concern. Uh, James did talk about yesterday a little bit in his grasshopper speech um, on how that can affect grasshopper populations. But once we have some snow cover, um, it, it does protect those populations. So it really just depends. Um, I mean, we've had some pretty cold, cold winters in the past and have been fine. So I think I think we're in. I guess we'll see what May looks like when the winter is over and we get some spring rains or not, but it's hard to say right now. Ashley Kaminsky is a crops ex extension specialist from Humboldt. She spoke at last week's crop production show in Saskatoon. You're listening to Sask Ag Today. Coming up next is today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer. You're tuned in to Saskag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers, and My Grain Exchange, ready to market your 2023 crop. Head over to MyGrainExchange.com and try their low-risk grain auctions. U.S. corn inventories last month swelled to their largest level since 2018 as global supplies recover from multi-year lows. 
World grain supplies are becoming more comfortable after tightening due to the war in Ukraine, a major corn and wheat producer, as well as unfavorable crop weather. A record U.S. corn harvest last year and lackluster U.S. export sales have contributed to growing stockpiles and pushed corn futures prices to three-year lows in a blow to farmers. For wheat, U.S. stocks increased to 1.410 billion bushels as of December 1st, the largest since 2020, and above analysts' expectations for 1.387 billion bushels. The USDA says U.S. soybean stocks on December 1st were 3 billion bushels, down from 3.021 billion a year earlier, and the lowest since 2020. The USDA separately cut its soybean production estimate for Brazil by 2.5 percent to 157 million metric tons, below last year's record crop of 160 million tons. Last summer's drought in southwestern Saskatchewan was not enough to prevent 2023 from being a positive year for the province's mustard growers. Rick Mitzel, executive director of the Saskatchewan Mustard Development Commission, says 2023 was a successful year for growers and the organization. In total, 130,246 metric tons of mustard seed were produced in Saskatchewan, 76.3% of Canada's crop in 2023-24, according to Statistics Canada. The 463,700 acres of mustard seed grown in Saskatchewan last year was the largest amount since 2004-05. Despite a lower yield than the previous year and hot and dry growing conditions, it was the largest crop for both Saskatchewan and Canada since 2018-19 due to the increased acres. Another highlight for Sask mustard was rising demand for hybrid brown and composite yellow varieties of mustard. A project to expand the Archer Daniels Midland Company's Port Windsor Terminal got a federal cash boost last week. The federal government will pitch in up to $26.3 million toward the company's terminal expansion project. The expansion will include increased grain storage, greater loading capacity, new grain drying equipment, and the development of an automated truck kiosk system to expedite complex traffic flows. It's projected to significantly increase the Great Lakes Terminal's export capacity and alleviate current bottlenecks. The expansion should address issues such as idling trucks, waiting times for marine vessels to dock, and locomotives shuttling around rail cars for temporary grain storage on site. CN and CPKC Rail supplied a combined 93% of hopper cars ordered in Grain Week 23, a decline from the 97% order fulfillment performance seen in Week 22. The decline in performance reflects a decline for CN, with CPKC performance improving week over week. In supplying 89% of cars ordered by shippers in week 23, CN saw performance dip from the 99% order fulfillment performance they posted in week 2022. CN performance falls below the 90% performance threshold for the first time in five weeks. CPKC performance improved with the railway supplying 99% of shipper orders in week 23, an improvement from the 96% order fulfillment performance posted in week 22. 
CPKC performance remains above the 90% threshold for the 12th consecutive week. Germany's finance minister took to the stage today in front of thousands of jeering farmers protesting against tax rises and told them there was no money for further subsidies. The protests have heaped pressure on Chancellor Olaf Scholz's coalition as it struggles to fix budget disarray and contain right-wing groups. The protests surged after a government decision to phase out a tax break on agricultural diesel as it tried to balance its 2024 budget following a constitutional court ruling in November that forced it to revise its spending plans. Faced with a backlash, the government has already said it will maintain a tax rebate on new agricultural vehicles and spread the scrapping of the agricultural diesel subsidy over several years. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falk. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM Farm Precision Weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. I'm here with Phil Spivak from Precision Weather, and Phil, the extreme cold warning is in effect for much of the province of Saskatchewan, and the question on everybody's mind is, when is it going to end? Well, the short answer is Wednesday. The longer answer is by the weekend, and the difference being it's going to be not as dangerously cold by Wednesday, but it's still going to be incredibly cold. By Friday, though, we actually had to see temperatures heading back toward normal and likely into the weekend, we're going to see some above normal, if not, uh, watch out for this, but possibly above freezing temperatures, uh, at least briefly. But a, a definite swing is coming our way through the week. We still, though, we've got to get through today. We have to get through tomorrow. And these two days are not going to see much improvement. We're still in the mid-minus 20s at best through the afternoon. The wind gusting at times close to 50 kilometers per hour. And that stays tonight uh, pretty strong. Right through tomorrow, too, the gusts close to 50. So with temperatures today at minus 26, the wind chill not much better than uh, minus 44 through the afternoon. Even that is on the high side more often than not. It's below that. There's nothing falling from the sky, but there is snow in the air, and that's just blowing. And that continues tonight and tomorrow. Temperature may drop off a bit tonight, but more more likely it's just a very slow, steady rise overnight, getting up to around minus 20 by morning and then pretty much holding there through the day. Not rising, but not falling. That's the important thing. The wind, though, is still with the ghost gusts uh, close to 50 kilometers per hour. The wind chill is still very close to minus 40 uh, through the afternoon. And then started to improve a bit because the winds by the late part of the afternoon, tomorrow, tomorrow night, drop off. So with the temperature of minus 25, Tuesday night, wind chills in the minus 30s. Wednesday, as I mentioned, the worst of the cold is over minus 22, uh, partly sunny sky and a lighter breeze. Partly sunny on Thursday, minus 20, maybe a few flurries, by the way, Wednesday. Uh, shouldn't be anything too heavy. Friday, minus 19, Saturday. Saturday, watching for temperatures into the minus single numbers for the first time in quite a while. Thank you very much, Phil. Normal highs for the time of year, minus 11. Normal lows, minus 23. Sun rose in Regina at 8.53 this morning, and the sun will set at 5.23 this afternoon. 
Taking a look around the province in Saskatoon and Swift Current, minus 30. Assiniboia, Mooseman and Weyburn, minus 28. Yorkton, Melville and Estevan, minus 27. The least cold spot in the province is in Hudson Bay at minus 25.3 degrees. And the cold spot is Uranium City at minus 38. In Regina, it is sunny and colder than a mother-in-law's kiss, if I could say it like that. Winds from the west-northwest at 37 to 49 kilometers an hour. Humidity at 65%. Temperature minus 29 degrees Celsius or minus 20 Fahrenheit. With the wind chill, it feels more like minus 45 Celsius. And the barometric pressure is at 103.7 and rising. Moose Jaw is sunny. West-northwest wind at 37 to 46. Temperature minus 28. Again in Regina, sunshine. Winds from the west-northwest at 37 to 49. Temperature minus 29 degrees. Back in a moment. Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskag Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com and Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. Container shipping rates on key global trade routes are soaring following the United States and British airstrikes on Yemen rebels. The Houthi forces have been attacking container ships in the Red Seas with assistance from Iran. Major companies have also stopped using the Suez Canal and are sending vessels around the Cape of Good Hope in South Africa. Rerouting a ship around Africa adds, excuse me, adds roughly 10 days and $1 million in fuel costs for each one-way voyage between Asia and Europe. Ukrainian wheat exports are sharply lower than pre-war times, but a surprising amount of crop is still being exported despite the war. On Friday, the U.S. Department of Agriculture released its estimates for Ukrainian wheat exports. Todd Holtman is a grain market analyst with DTN, the progressive farmer. In spite of all of Ukraine's difficulties and everything they're doing to fight off Russia and everything Russia is doing to make life at Ukraine's ports difficult and impossible, Ukraine still manages to get out significant amounts of corn and wheat. So it's kind of an amazing human story of what they're able to pull off here. USDA estimates uh, estimates rather Ukrainian wheat production at 23.4 million tons with exports at 14 million or 1.5 million tons above the previous estimate. The USDA also bumped up Russian wheat export by 1 million tons to 51 million. You're listening to Sask Ag today. Coming up on the other side of the break is Sask Tips. They're going to share three December cases that the public needs help in solving. You're tuned in to Sask Ag today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of Sask Ag today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumber yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Three hunting cases of game shot and left to wastes being investigated by conservation officers. Sask Tips Communications Coordinator Cody Osborne says the first case was reported on December 2nd. 
Outlook conservation officers received information regarding a mule deer buck that had been shot out of season and left to waste approximately four miles northwest of Elbow, Saskatchewan. Officers were able to locate the deer and determine that it had been shot with a large caliber rifle, and they believed that this occurred around first light on Saturday, December 2nd. Uh, Some evidence was collected at the scene, but officers now need the public's assistance in finding who is responsible for that. The second case was also reported the same day. Around Waka, at approximately 3.35 p.m., an individual observed a red 1990s or early 2000s Chevy or GMC pickup uh, and its occupants committing some wildlife violations. Uh, The occupants were observed chasing wildlife with the vehicle and using firearms dangerously. This was about six and a half kilometers southwest of Waka, north of Highway 41. And again, officers need help identifying uh, the truck and who owns it or who was involved with the violation. Osborne noted the term using firearms dangerously can mean different things. Uh, Most likely shooting from the vehicle while moving or even if it's parked. Um, It is illegal to discharge a firearm or have a loaded firearm in a vehicle. You know, something else they could have been shooting towards houses, maybe not caring about their surroundings. You know, just, just general hazards to the wildlife or public or themselves just by the way they're using those firearms. The third and final case featured was reported on the afternoon of December 8th. Uh, Between 5.30 p.m. and 5.40 p.m., three rifle shots were heard near a farm residence along Highway 4, west of Meadow Lake. Legal hunting time had ended at 5.25, and there was no big game season open on this day. Shortly after the shots were heard, a vehicle was observed driving westbound on the Four Corners grid, um, but due to light conditions, no description could be obtained of that vehicle. And then the next morning, a cow moose was located, shot and left in the alfalfa field on the west side of the highway, right around where those shots were heard. Again, some evidence was collected, but we need the public's help in solving this case and the other two. All three cases are posted on the Sask Tips Facebook page, which has seen good engagement in terms of the amount of shares. Osborne says it's much appreciated. Yeah, we we appreciate everyone that that shares and comments and likes and posts that just helps uh, spread the word and hopefully the right person will will see it that has the information that we need. It it only takes one person, but it uh, takes the whole community to help. Osborne says sharing a tip that can help solve these cases and others is easy. If anyone knows anything about any of these three violations, to please call the tip line at 1-800-667-7561 or contact the... uh, conservation officer if you have any information they can forward it along you could also uh, private message the fast tip facebook page and we can pass the information as, along as well um, but we are just volunteers on the facebook page so might not get an, an immediate response whereas calling the tip line uh, someone will answer your call and forward the information right away that's cody osborne sask tips communications coordinator going over three cases from december that are active and need the public's help in solving You're listening to Sask Ag Today. Up next is today's market update. Here's the market update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were up in early trading today. Canola is up $2.40 at $5.91.82. Number one red spring wheat is up $0.81 at $3.20.32. And the rest were unchanged. Durham 446.92, feed barley 242.58, chickpeas 1168.44, flax 591.04. 
Lentils, 77.50. Oats, 290.32. Yellow peas, 446.38. And feed wheat, 228.46. The U.S. markets are closed today for the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. Coming up next on Sask Ag Today is the Livestock Report. Stay tuned for that. The Sask Ag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at 842-4574. Now here are the latest Livestock Quotes. Heartland Livestock Market Report. It's Brett Jensen reporting from the Swift Current Yards. Last week in our regular sale, we had a good, strong market here with 330 head on offer, and here's how it went. Good cows traded from 120 to 135. Medium cows were a buck to a buck 20. Good bulls were 140 to 156. Heiferettes, they were 180 to 215. And the feeder type cows were 130 to 160. Our pre sort internet sale that was scheduled for this Thursday, January the 18th, is canceled. I repeat, that sale is canceled. If you got uh, feeder cattle to sell, our first pre-sort internet sale will be February the 1st. Let's take advantage of these strong cattle prices and get your cattle booked into town. 773-3174, Canada's source for quality, Heartland Livestock and Swift Current. The latest pork prices are at $167.71 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. It's the Saskag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. The Alberta Electric System Operator says it ended a grid alert that it issued earlier today after wind and solar generation provided some relief. But it's urging Albertans to continue conserving energy between peak hours of 4 to 7 p.m. as extreme cold persists across western Canada. The operator issues the warnings to reduce the possibility of serious measures to balance the system, including rotating power outages. On the markets, the TSX is up 19 points at 21,010. The Dow is down 118 points to 37,592. Oil is down 36 cents at $72.32 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is at 74.40 cents U.S. And that's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand Sask Ag Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's going to do it for Monday's chilly edition of Sask Ag Today. Stay warm out there. And if you can stay outside as with as least time as possible, for the lack of a better phrase, that'd be greatly appreciated. I'm Ryan Young. Have yourself a nice warm day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.